Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Recording, you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. You all right? I'm all right. So, for people that have just joined us that haven't listened to the first episode, um, firstly, thanks to everybody for listening to the first episode. I've had some great feedback, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you could be a bit more grateful. Well, it's been a, you might have had some great <laughs> feedback. <laughs> most, most of my feedback's from lukewarm. Okay. Uh, must try harder. Um. So just to give people a, a quick insight into the format of what, what they're, they're listening to. So we met 40 years ago. Last f- month. Last month. And so over the last sort of maybe 25 years, we've caught up every, every month and had a beer and had a catch-up and told the same old story. So we just thought, well, seeing as it's been 40 years, we'd, we'd start to kind of document it. So we met in September 1980. So last month we spoke about September 1980. Films, music, TV, and the stuff that we was doing, how we met, and then it's kind of triggers off loads of stories of the the dumb shit that we've got up to over the last forty years. Yeah, yeah. So today's episode, October nineteen eighty. Do you want to start with the charts? Yeah, let's start with the charts. <laughs> Was that Paul Hardcastle, that one? Was that uh, The Wizard? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a cross between David Brent yeah. and Manamana. <laughs> <laughs> right. Number one. Um, it's uh, it's that kind of... Is, it like a, is, that, is this like a Nancy's anthem? The, what one is it? Well, don't stand so close to me. Yeah. I, d- I don't know. Wouldn't the Nazis anthem be stand a little closer to me? Good point. Good point. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's doing his best not to be a nonce. Yeah. Yeah. Although, <laughs> wet bus stop. Yeah. She's waiting. His yeah. boot is warm and dry. 
<laughs> um, thoughts on the police? Um, We're talking about Don't Stand So Close to Me, obviously, which yeah. was number one. Yeah, uh, I, I, I used to fucking love the police. As a, as a kid, this was like when I first got into music, and, uh, and uh, this was probably like the first song I remember by the police. And I remember like every week I'd write down like uh, what chart position the police madness and bad manners were and like root for them to get up the charts. Yeah, so I like, I like the police at this point. I don't think this was like the first police song I heard. I, if I have to think about it, I remember like my uncle, like who was like sort of, he's younger than me mum and he was like, he had like cool taste in music. And I remember like if I went round there, he had like a kind of sports car. He was pretty cool. And and I remember he loved the police, and I can I can vividly remember him Roxanne ran there one day. Oh really? Um, but I think my earliest memory of him is is the video to every little thing she does is magic. That was later than this, though, wasn't it? Probably, yeah. But that that's the kind of that that's my memory of like the VHS videos that I borrow off of you at Top of the Pops. That was on yeah. there. So I I wanted to bring up something that. That, that happened when we was really young that involves the police, not 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 Sting and <laughs> Copeland and uh, who was the other one? Copeland, blanks, blanks. Dean <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dean did say it only took us twenty three minutes last time to get on Police Academy, but that's got to be a fucking record, isn't it? Sting. Copeland and Summers. Summers. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Can you remember? My name's Copeland, sir. <laughs> Chad, Chad Copeland. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, can I remember? Can you remember? Because one of the things that we always done every single week for, for years and years was every Saturday we'd go to Gray's and we would get some chips, chip up a copper. Yeah. Like, and for those that don't know what chip up a copper means, um, it's basically throwing chips at police officers. And shouting chip. And shouting chip, yeah. You have to shout chip. Chip? (laughs) It's not chipping up unless you shout chip. Yeah. All of our kind of things did involve a lot of shouting, didn't they? And throwing something. Like... Butt up. Yep. Um, To the point where it changed into throwing people. Like... And and the shouting was different then. So some of my memories were like... um, Pushing uh, Mr. Gels uh, through a door at college uh, in the in, in front of all the beauty therapy students that we was always too nervous to go and talk to. Yeah. And as you had to walk to the common room where we'd hang out, you'd have to walk past this doorway where all the, the kind of the, the pretty students were all sitting there doing their their beauty therapy. Can, can I just interject and say you say the common room where we used to hang out like we were actually at college there. I was, you were. No, you weren't at college there. They they fucking made you go on a course. <laughs> Otherwise you wouldn't have been out to hang out in the common room anymore. <laughs> we used to just hang out there, didn't we? Yeah. Um and 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 the game would be because you got wife it very quickly and, and, and got fearful that it might be you next you'd wait until someone was caught up in a moment of telling the story, and as you'd walk past the door that was open, one of you would push the other one through the door and shout, Hello! <laughs> like Mr. Slater's parrot. Hello! And the rest of us would, like, run off while our friend would generally be, like, laying in the middle the of the floor. <laughs> and all these gorgeous birds just looking at him with despair. Can you remember the time that... I knocked on your door when I was out for a run. 
I reckon Was that it was... the time you posted your Casio VL tone through the door? No. No. This was, I reckon, maybe... Ooh. I reckon... I, 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 yeah, I reckon about 15, 16 years ago. And I remember knocking on your door... And I was, I'd gone for a run. I'll just run past you. I'll give you a knock. And, and you come to the front door and we're chatting. And then obviously the, the, where this is, is, is close to schools. And then it must have been about 3.30 because the students were going home. And then, do you not remember this? Nah. So as I sort of said, right, I'll see you later on. And as I turned round to walk off down the end of your garden to then start running home again. As I turned around, you pulled down my trousers and pants and went, Hello! In front of a load of school kids and shut the door. So I was just standing there, my cock and bollocks, in front of a load of confused kids. So I don't remember that time. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, there you go. I'm glad I've reminded you. Anyway, the time I want to talk about is when we was walking into Grey's and we, we, we used to cut down this road where... Did we did we speak about it on the first one where you'd get the Star Wars figures like uh, House no, we, of Essex? Yeah, we kind of we sort of touched on it, and I, I have to say, I fucking time wise, I think this I think this is the month. I think this is the month forty years ago. What the we got that there figure there on the right? Yeah, right. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe. Well, tell, tell this fucking story first. Otherwise, you ain't ever going to get it out. What happened? So. As we walk in uh, en route to the town centre, it was just me and you, and... A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The phone in the phone box rang. And so I picked it up. Because that was like, how exciting is that? You walk past the phone box and it rings. And like, and you're very naive at that age, aren't you? Yeah. And Well, you was. All right. And I was like, hello. And then there was just this fella who's going, all right, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm just in the phone box. And he was like, oh, no, I can see you. Like, and started talking about what we were wearing. And I remember just thinking, fucking hell, like, stranger. Yeah, <laughs> stranger like, danger. All the alarms were going off. And like, and so, like, and I think we said something like, oh, is this game for a laugh? Because it, yeah. I'm sure we said something like that. We knew a bearded man was behind it, didn't we? It 100%. might be Beadle, it might just be some random. Looking, Sutcliffe look, could have yeah, been Yeah, look, looking around his neck curtains. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I bet he had a beard. Yeah. 
Like um, you could tell, you could hear his bristles, couldn't you, brushing <laughs> against the phone? All strangers had beards in the eighties, um, and and yeah, and so I, I remember walking out and going like, oh, "Oh mate, we 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 we, we got to go to the police about this." And then we bumped in to my mate Mark and Adam, who I went to school with, and obviously me and you went to different schools, and we told them they were like, "That happened to us last week," and we were like, "Right, let's go to the police." And I remember like we we went to the police station. And told him this story, and I think they must have just like, all oh, right, yeah, thanks, lads, yeah, and I, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> and then, the, I mean, we lived like maybe 15, 20 minute walk from, from the town. Yeah. And then I remember sort of getting back, and, and, and in between where you lived and I lived, there was this like, sort of bus lane that had like kind of like grass either side of it, and like kind of like overgrown grass. And, and I remember we was walking back through the bus lane, and I just looked, and there was just this weird guy, like, on his knees in this like tall grass, watching us wanking, and I remember just thinking, "Shit!" But you couldn't know. You didn't know what having a wank was then. We'd have been wanking all the time if we'd have known what having a wank <laughs> was. That's probably why we stopped going to Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go Grace? Ah, oh, a bit busy today, mate. <laughs> Michaela Strachan's on whack a day. <laughs> and I remember just going like running home. And like, and because I remember my dad like used to do clay pigeon shooting, uh, and had a shotgun. Like, and I remember just like banging on the door. Like, now he used to flick the door knocker up so it go like kak, 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 about six times on one ear. I remember just like frantically like hitting this door knocker, and then like my mum answering and talking. And what's the matter? And I was like, Dad, get your gun. <laughs> There's a stranger. And like, and and obviously like my dad was like, what? what? All right, yeah. And I don't even think he even looked out the back window. Like, but I do remember just like thinking, Jesus, like that was a proper, a bit of stranger danger. Yeah, that. I went and said hello to him, and he no. bought me an ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got, I got, I have got vague memories of that, but I don't remember it as, as clearly as you do. I don't remember like anyone like pounding away in the bushes. <laughs> Number two in the charts. Otto one, D I C O. I like the way you moved away from that. You know, just you know, like swiftly sh- change the subject before we ruin the podcast in the second episode. <laughs> We've been bogged down in my lies. <laughs> Let's not try and make this into one. Uh, what is D I S C O? D. Well, can she... I, can I just go back to the last story? P A E D O. Do you know the P- words? Pervert. She. What is D? She is D. Dirty. Desirable. Yeah, she is I. Irresistible. She is S. Super, super sexy. She is C. Complicated. She is Oh. <laughs> Do you like that? Hey, man. Hey, it was a bit of a fucking... It was a disco staple when, when he yep. used to do the old um, mobile discos. I would always play that. And they, they had hands up as well, didn't they? Cause, oh, cause God. They... Pe- people loved a fucking song with any, any excuse for actions, didn't they? Hands up. Baby and fucking your up. heart, gimme, gimme. Oh yeah, it was gimme, a, a yeah. double hand on the heart. Yeah. And uh, for me, they're they're the songs that I just picture that mum dance of of the eighties, where like you, you kick the leg and clap underneath it. Yeah, the uptown girl step, yeah, step, 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 step kick. kick. Yeah, that merged into the the, the Tina Turner. You'd get the step, <laughs> step, kick, hair flick yeah. to uh, simply the best. Oh, I don't miss mobile discos. <laughs> Did you not? <laughs> no. It was some wretched fucking nights, wasn't there? 
Did you ever have one where you just thought, oh, that's great? Nah. I don't think we ever done a mobile disco together, did we? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think we did. I remember we done one at Torrell's school. I remember there was one there. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah. I remember that one. That was in the days before CRB checks, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, now they'd just go, oh, you're that bloke that wrote a song about raping a paper boy. Fuck off. <laughs> get, off the, get him off the premises. <laughs> Someone called Sting and Andy Summers. <laughs> I, I, my, my worst one... I'd done a New Year's Eve, and I know you DJed at the gas board. Oh, right. no, no, I, I never DJed. We used to go there as as kids to the gas board club. Right. And Because uh, that was like my, my dad had a couple of mates who worked for the gas board. <laughs> my dad's mates who worked for the gas board. I remember, I remember hearing as a kid that when people went out and they did work in their houses, they'd go through the ladies' underwear drawers. And like apparently, uh, I don't know if this is an urban myth, one of them, like the woman come home and caught him in, in her bra and pants, like actually in. In her bra and pants. But, you know, I don't think that goes on nowadays with British gas. They're far more um, discreet. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, but so we used to go to these, like, every New Year's Eve, we'd go to this um, uh, disco at the gas ball. And then at midnight, they'd get this big fucking box of Mars bars and just throw them out on the floor for the kids. And the kids would all just have a massive bundle trying to get, like, stuff their pockets full of Mars bars. And then my dad had have far too much to drink, and my mum would be driving, so she'd just drive us home with my dad hanging out the window, just shouting at like you know, like people walking, like a bloke and a woman up holding hands walking home on New Year's Eve. My dad going, "Go on, mate, give me one," and all that. And then we'd get home, and then my dad would ring round his his New Year's Eve hit list, like one of the other managers from the kids' football team who'd Mrs. Pig, <laughs> Mrs. Pig, this woman who lived round the corner. I mean, it's disgusting, isn't it? The, the... The mindset that people are drive around and shout stuff out of windows at oh, people. Oh, no. Appalling. I'm glad we never did that. Yep. We learned how to do it in French, so when we was in France, we could still do it. It was classy, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> Mon train, well, let's shout. Sous love. Oh, dear. It's tragic that we remember that as well. That's the only French I know. i done a DJ set at... Um, a DJ set. I've done a mobile disco uh, at the gas board one New Year's Eve, uh, and at about ten past twelve, it was a standard thing. Like Aggie pissed up bloke, probably much the same as the sort of thing your dad would be doing back then. Yeah, just going stick a fucking another put come on Eileen on son, and I'm like, oh, it's, it's, I've got to go, mate. Like, ah, uh, don't don't fuck around, mate. Put another song. We ain't going nowhere. And he was a big lump, and I was thinking, oh. Fucking hell. And I was like, I can't, mate. Like, all the lights are up. You know, I've just been yeah. told, like, that's it. You know the drill. You've done it enough times. And then I remember him just, like, leaning over the decks, like, and just going to me, hang the DJ, hang the DJ, hang the DJ. And I remember just thinking, oh, I'm going to have a fight tonight. I'm going to get beaten up on my way out. And it was like, thankfully, it didn't happen. But I think that was the last time I'd done a mobile DJ and just thought, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. It's all right. You ain't got any protection there. No, you're just fucking putting your life at risk. And you? <laughs> you are. I, I, I remember just um, doing this one in, in Dagenham and uh, like just ending up in, in a fist fight on the dance floor and like me just thinking, do I stop Gary Glitter now or do I just carry on letting it play because I don't want to draw attention to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Let them fight it out. Yeah. Um, 
Can you grab another beer? Of course I can. Um, do you know what was number three? Uh, no, I don't. What was it? It was Baggy Trousers uh, by Camden's very own Madness. Yeah, ba- Baggy Trousers. We spoke a bit about Madness, didn't we, last time? Yes. But Baggy Trousers was the first song I heard by Madness. And then, obviously, you know, being school age, it was that, that one that kind of just hooked you in. Like, it's a fucking... It's still a great song, Baggy Trousers, isn't it? It's excellent. Before I uh, come and pick you up earlier, uh, Top of the Pops 2 was on, and it was a school special. And so it was based around like school songs, and Baggy Trousers was on there, and it was a top of the pop performance I hadn't seen before. Like Suggs had like a bowler hat on and like sort of like snow spray on it, so whether it was some sort <laughs> of like Christmas like thing, I don't know. But yeah, and they had um, they had the kids from Grange Hill doing Just Say No. Oh, did that? Well, that was in the charts the same time. Oh, no, was no, it, oh, it, was, it was all about school songs. Oh, and uh, yeah, I remember really loving Just Say No. I don't know. I don't remember really loving it, but I, I, I did fucking love Grain Jill. Yeah. I properly, yeah. Probably don't, used to like. Don't listen. Don't listen to anyone else. All you got to do is be yourself. <laughs> well, it's a good message for life, isn't it? It is. It is. Did you? You did? Did you meet? You met some people from Grain Jill, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Who you met from Grain Jill? Oh, my dad was Zamo. In um. Like, <laughs> 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 um. <clears throat> no. Um. Well. I did actually book Zamo to do my 80s night uh, and so got to meet Zamo. <clears throat> and he was a really, really fucking laugh. He was a right laugh. He was a proper nice dude. Um, but where, where we're sitting now, like the school, you know, right around the corner from us, uh, Faye from Grange Hill, uh, her kids went there. And so when Ooh, I do the school Faye. run, like, she'd be there. And, like, and she'd just be one of the school mums, just not particularly, like, a lot of people didn't know who she was. I knew who she was. Yeah. And I was thinking, she's up there with Princess Leah. Like, and Faye's looking around at you thinking, why is that bloke kneeling in that long grass? <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, literally, like, Carol got to me like, will you pull yourself together? Because I'll just be like, oh, it's Faye from Grange Hill. Like, yeah, but yeah. These, these people, I remember seeing fucking Banksy, like, not the artist, you know, yeah. the, the original Banksy, um, walk, walking around in the town centre and thinking, Banksy. Yeah. Um. Did you uh? Did you meet Roland? No. I thought you. Had I've, had, I've had a phone conversation with Roland. He phoned me up. Like I can't think what happened. It was something to do with Facebook, and it was when I was doing the eighties, like reunion things. Like, and I must have messaged him on Facebook and sort of said like, "Oh, here's my number," and like, and then this like my phone rang a while later, and I didn't recognise number, and I was like, "All right," and he was like, "Oh." He's, um, must what was his name? Oh, Erkin. Yeah. Uh, and and I was like, it's fucking Roland Branning. <laughs> like, and yeah, and I was just thinking, this is fucking brilliant. I'm talking to Roland Branning, and and it is weird because he's he's not famous, is he? He's like he's like I don't know though, but like. But, he but made, it blew my mind. But, but they were more famous than the people now that are famous for fuck all. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do, do you know what I mean? They, they, at least they were doing so. I, I saw, um, when I was, um, uh, I went to Germany uh, when I was working uh, for the council, uh, was at the airport in Germany, like Berlin Airport, about to fly home, and I see Bronson. And, uh, you know, like, just 
kind of, I don't know, something in fucking, because Bronson was fearsome, wasn't he? He was an horrible cunt. Yeah, like before he became a laughing stock when his fucking wig flew off and landed in the pond. Yeah. yeah but, um, yeah, he, he was fucking fearsome, Bronson. And I remember just kind of looking and getting that feeling of fear and just going, like, Bronson, like this. And he looked over, he looked over because he was standing quite close and went, Can I help you, boy? <laughs> like this. And I went, Mr. Bronson. <laughs> Just because I didn't know, I didn't know who was fucking. You were probably just, about twenty-five. You fucking maniac! I went. I was twenty-seven. I went, Sorry, sir. <laughs> I went, Mister Brompton. He went. I'm an actor, dear boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I, I see. I, I forgot. He's, he was in fucking Star Wars and everything, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he? He, he was in the Empire. Star Wars, did he? Yeah, he was in the Empire Strikes Back. Then Darth Vader fucking. Yeah. yeah. I thought you'd your dad know him. I'll check. <laughs> Did you go to any of the reunions? <laughs> <laughs> Just picturing me dad, Bronson and Zabo having a pint. <laughs> oh, God. Um, right, at number four, Master Blaster, Stevie Wonder, tune. Um, what else was in the charts then? Boo-boo, uh, boo-boo. Uh, That's a proper mobile disco classic. Oh, yeah, I used, to, I used to play that. Played that in the mobile discos. Played it in the gay clubs. Feels like I'm in love. Boo boo. Uh, just seeing what else there is. Oh, I'll tell you what. Um, charted. Let me have a look at number eighteen. It was down from twelve. Uh, I got you. Split ends. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? It's fucking great. Yeah. Split ends. Uh, went on to become Crowded House. Your favourite band. Uh, don't need to talk about that. Um. I made a note <laughs> of split ends to uh, to talk about our mate's split end. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a mate who split his end, didn't we? <laughs> and it was a bizarre, bizarre story. So, I mean... There'll, there'll be listeners out there that have bust their banjo. <laughs> so do it yeah. sensitively. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I don't... All I remember is like... Um, Let's let's uh, we, we can't we shouldn't say his name. Call him Scott. All right. So Scott, um, Scott met this girl, and uh, I feel like we should have the your song music now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Scott met this girl, and uh, and 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 basically, she was I, rubbing him outside his trousers vigorously, wasn't she? Did he? Is that when it that, broke? That was the first time it went because she she didn't know how to wank anyone properly, and it snapped. And it snapped, but he, he he always used to wear white Levi's, didn't they? Yeah. And like, yeah, it was just that. Did that he have fucking... to go to hospital? No, I don't know whether he just fucking stole it out, put a bit. I know. Oh, did he go to the doctor and get a bit of cream for it? I'm sure. I remember his brother took him to the doctors and he got some cream. Yeah. And uh, then I I remember like cream. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have some banjo cream, please? Um, and then I remember like we went to like. Uh, our local tan club, like the kind of Thursday night in the tan kind of commercial dance, you know, try and get a snog on a Thursday night slow dance club. And and at, at like 10 or like quarter to two, literally the DJ would be like, okay, let's uh, let's go and uh, have a dance. And it'd be like, if only for tonight, yeah. don't be a stranger. Now we've come. To oh, the end I hate of the that. road. Yeah, it's poxy, isn't it? You can meet me by railroad. <laughs> I, I fucking hate that song. It's just it's a list of means of transport, isn't it? Yeah. 
She could probably do an extended version now. Yeah. Um, e scooter. <laughs> C five. Um, and then <clears throat> he bring it, bring it back the eighties there. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. So he had a little slow dance, didn't he? And uh, yeah. And and obviously when you'd have a slow dance, sometimes you'd you'd get a little uh, semi, wouldn't you? And sometimes you'd have a little grind or like a little kind of grope well, of each other. Well, he didn't see anything wrong with a little bump and grind. No, he didn't. He didn't. Um, it went again in pizzazz, didn't it? Oh, was it pizzazz it went again? Yeah, and it was like, got to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> no one needs that. Anyway, fast forward. So this would have been 91, something like that. I can't date when his cock went, but yeah, and probably like, around then. Anyway, so go back about five years from now, uh, and I'm doing my club night in, in London, and... Uh, and my mate's brother turns up with this girl who I then start chatting to, uh, who's a right laugh and, and ends up working at the club, like yeah. doing the cashiering. And I'm chatting away and she sort of says, oh, where are you from? And I said, oh, you know, where's I was from? And she was like, oh, do you know, um, do you know like Cunt and the gang? And I went like, yeah, yeah, he's my best mate. Like. And she was like, oh, right, yeah, yeah. I sort of see him about like when I was growing up. And I was like, all oh, right. She went, yeah, yeah, because... I, I I dated this this fella that he was doing some music with called uh, called Scott, and I was like, right. She went, oh, honestly, like it all went really bad. Like we had to go to hospital one, and I was like, you broke his cock, and she was like, yes. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe. Like I've just met the person that broke his cock. Like that's gone down in legend amongst our friends. Like Scott's broken cock. You wrote a song about it, didn't you? I'd, yeah, he, he told me in confidence. So I wrote a song about it. That's, it's, <laughs> it's my way of processing things. Of course it is, mate. Of course it is. These are difficult times. Um, Started off one night. His birds' privates were tight. He thought that he could enter if he pushed with all his might. <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> um, all right, so films. Yeah. Yeah. You got any more records you want to talk about? Um, nah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elephant Man come out in October 1980. Yeah. Like that film? It's virtually unwankable. Do you like that film? <laughs> yeah. 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 What's not, what's there? What's not, it's bleak, isn't it? It's fucking bleak. <laughs> Yeah, it's bleak, isn't it? My, my, <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a funny incident a couple of years ago. You, you, you know Dave, who, who used to uh, uh, do the door uh, at the uh, yeah at the the, the, the youth yeah the, the the youth club where you used to run your indie night. You know, the yeah. really highly fucking suitable thing having a club night in a having a club night in a youth club, isn't it? Why are you trying to make out it was like fucking oh, no. Walton Ock? No, I'm not. I weren't even going to fucking say that. I'll, I'll, I weren't even going there, but I was right. just, just saying, you know, like this, this was one of the anomalies with the council when it is that like they'd run all these kind of almost adult events in youth clubs. Yeah, with a licensed bar. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we can save the Walton Ock for later in the series. All right. So, uh, so Dave used to do the door, and obviously I got to know him through through the uh, through the council and, yeah. and the youth service, and then uh, I ended up taking him to the dentist last year, and he was having a load of teeth. Cause he's, so he's knocking on a bit now, bless him. But he was having a load of teeth taken out, and and our dentist said, "Can you get, have you got anyone to drive your own?" So yeah. he rang us up and said, "We drive something from the dentist." So he had about five or six teeth out, 
and obviously they numb all your fucking face up when they do it. And and uh, he come out. I was waiting, you know, waiting outside for him. He come out and looked like a proper fucking sorry old state. And I went, oh fucking hell, Dave! Like you know. And he went, you've all been so very kind to me. <laughs> Just fucking done me. <laughs> oh, that's fucking brilliant. <clears throat> um, I remember seeing that when I was really young, yeah. right? And because I think I thought it was like going to be a horror film, mm. and and I remember it like proper breaking my heart. Yeah, I remember just like probably the first film that I watched where like I was like. Proper like moved. Yeah, I, I I watched like fucking two minutes of it on, on YouTube yesterday. I was like, something in my eye. <laughs> oh yeah, it's fucking. It's really fucking sad, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's really sad. Um, now the saddest thing about it all is his bones ended up with Michael Jackson. You don't want to be left to decay with him, do you? Sat in the corner of a room while some little boys pulling his bum cheeks apart. <laughs> Fucking no one wants to end up like that. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck you. Other films. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) See, the one thing that I think elephant related that I think of when I think of the 80s is Wellifant. (laughs) Yeah, I remember. I remember Wellifant. I thought everyone knew Wellifant. No, it's because I, I put Wellifant in. A, I had a song called "Let's Fuck About with Fireworks," right, and put a reference to Wellifant in it. <laughs> and like after after people have no idea who Wellifant. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't go for that. <laughs> oh, that's really fucking dummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, we got to stop for a second. Oh, I can't fucking do this. That's fucking really fucking made me laugh. What a fucking scenario. (laughs) 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 Fucking hell. (laughs) Oh, that's really fucking done me. Oh. <laughs> Have a little sip of drink. Oh dear. <clears throat> right. One of the things that is pure eighties when I think about elephants is well elephants. And I've often mentioned well elephant. Not that many people know him, do they? No, no. I I uh, as you know did a <laughs> I don't think we're going to be able to get this bit, bit, bit back, are we? Oh, we'll be we'll just... fine. We'll be fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
I heard, I'll i fucking sort this out in the edit. Where, where are you going with the elephant thing? Well, I just think, like, it was this... There was a 999 fair. Do you remember that in East Tilbury? Yeah. And you'd go there, and I remember it was, like, a, a real big thing that to go at this 999 fair, and it was fucking shit. It was, like... It was like all hyped around seeing Wellifant, which was just basically a nonce of a trunk and wellies. Half yeah. oh, the people don't even know who you are, you purple cunts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it, it was it was obviously some sort of patron of the fire service. Yeah, he what he was he was the fire service's mascot, wasn't he? To stop people dicking around with fireworks and playing with matches and that. Can you remember that time we played with matches by the by the Bonnie? And what was it about matches that made you want to play with them? What flicking them was? It? No, no, we done a genie. We done a genie, and it went in the bushes, and then the bushes proper caught fire. No, I don't remember that. Maybe you weren't there. But it was like we'd literally standing outside the, the shop where we would hang around all the time. Yeah. And we must have had like a pack of swan vestas, and was like, <laughs> you, obviously you flick a few, and then it's like, right, where do we go from here? Only one way, genie. And so, like, and for those who don't know what a genie is, it's where you light one match, put it inside the box, and all of them go up uh, like an inferno. Uh, and then we just threw it in this bush. And then the, it was so hot and dry, it just went fucking mental. And yeah. we shit ourselves. And it was like, Fire Brigade have got to come. It was like, I thought, oh, I'm going to, like, burn down houses. It was like... In fairness, it probably went for about four foot and just burnt out. But by then, we were we was well on our toes. Um, I I had that one time. Me and uh, you, you know Andy. Yeah. I mean, Andy Meyer, they're like sort of third cousin or whatever, a couple of years older than me. We used to um, we used to work together in Burton's and uh, uh, at Lakeside, and there was a uh, a boat, you know, a boat fucking thing there where you could just kind of go and get a get a drink at lunchtime yeah. and they were selling these four pint pitchers that made it much more economical than just buying separate pints yeah so instead of having lunch we'd just go and get a four pint pitcher and like quite you know on an empty stomach and being yeah. lightweights at the time we'd do this four pint pitcher and just be absolutely fucking pissed out of our heads yeah and um i remember just being sat there by the window one time just like flicking matches out of the window and there was a bin under the window. And we were, just, <laughs> we were just flicking these matches into this bin. And all of a sudden, all this smoke started coming up. We were just like, oh, shit. shit. <laughs> and we just kind of sat there. And then this smoke's fucking coming up. So we shut the window. And like it's just started smoking. And then there's fucking flames. And then we've just kind of sat there all innocent. And then I've just seen the barmaid just running out with two of these four-pint pitchers full of water to put it out. But it was, like, properly fucking ablaze by that point. And then, like, you know, like, oh, I don't know whether... Fuck, I can't remember where the fire brigade come or whether it was someone with a proper fire you know, Like, we just kind of sat there acting all innocent. I remember we done... Uh, when, when I lived on the, the estate, there was... At the end of the estate, was, like, a dead end... And uh, and I, was you there when we built that big bonfire? Yeah, I think I was. On yeah, Guy Fawkes night, we built the biggest bonfire yeah. you've ever fucking seen. Like, and it was all built around this like concrete tube, and we filled that full of wood and then built the thing around it, and then set. We also put a load of uh, 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 wood and and paper and stuff in a, a shopping trolley we nicked from Asda. And then wrapped up a load of potatoes in like um, <laughs> tin form, put them in there, and set fire to it. 
and it was like this was brilliant. And Large was like the chef. He was pushing this trolley van that was on fire with his <laughs> potatoes in. And then I remember it just going up. And then like um like Oppie who lived there, his mum coming out, going like, Right, I'm calling the fire brigade <laughs> and that was like a, oh shit. <laughs> and like and then it was like proper thirty foot of flames, it was like shit. Yeah. And like and I remember like the fire brigade just got fucking steaming down, hosies putting it out. And all the time, I just remember looking over and large, like tenderly, like <laughs> trying to pull these fucking potatoes out of a fucking flaming shopping trolley. <coughs> One of the other films that come out, Private Benjamin. Yeah, I, I see. I, I don't think I ever saw Private Benjamin, but um, in the interest of being a bit more prepared than I was last month, yeah, I watched it this week. What do you reckon? Um, yeah, it was all right. It didn't, it didn't fucking didn't set me well. Like, it, was, it was nice. It's a sweet film. Like same kind of premise as Police Academy. And stripes. There was lots of films yeah. of that era that were like yeah, that. like it's like fish out of water, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. and and she's a kind of molly coddled, like late twenty something bird who ends up it ends up in the army for whatever reason. Yeah. And, you know, at first finds it really hard, and then fucking discovers herself and and succeeds yeah. it. But um, I see it's like you know, sort of having a little little Google of it. It's like in the top hundred. American comedy films, and I don't know, it didn't fucking, it didn't really tickle me like, like you know, it's, it, there's, there's some funny moments <clears> in it, and it's it, it's all right, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice little film, but didn't really fucking tickle me funny bones. It's a sweet film. It's not like a, a, a particularly funny film, I don't think. Like it's quite gentle, isn't it? Yeah. Like not in the way that like Police Academy or Stripes is, which is far more. Maybe Stripes isn't. Even Stripes is a bit more kind of sweet. Than Police Academy's not. Police it's just, it's just fucking funny, stuff. Police Academy. Yeah. People are going to get fed up with us mentioning it every single month for all the right. next 10 all years. Right. Okay, but, draw a line under that. No, I'm not saying draw a line under it. I'm, I'm up for talking about it for an hour every single month. Right. <clears throat> Television. So I had a look on the TV guide to see what was on uh, in the evenings. Jack and Ori, Play School. Fucking rubbish. Yeah, rubbish, aren't they? Can you ever remember, apart they're, they're from... The thing is, though, they're not meant for you. You're 47. <laughs> I, I just remember, like... Because like, you didn't get a lot of kids' TV then. And like, and what you'd got, you'd, you know, you'd, you'd really hope it was something good. And I, I remember, like, if it was just like... You'd see the little BBC, like, world thing spinning around yeah. and it'd be like, oh, 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 yeah, Jack Anori. Yeah, some cunt in a fucking... Brown jumper. Yeah. Reading something by Rudyard Kipling. I don't want to read books. I'm a kid. <laughs> I don't want to read books. I want to watch the Mr. Men. I don't want to read it. Like, I don't want some fucking old cunt in a cardi reading to me. Like, I, j- I just want to watch cartoons. Hong Kong Fooey. Yes, I do. That's what I want to watch. BBC didn't seem to want to spend the money, did they? Play school. Oh, right. Brilliant. Wicked. What's, what's this? Oh. Just a couple of people who are like your dad's mates and a load of stuffed toys sitting there. They ain't real. They're not animated. They're not doing anything. They're just fucking sitting there. Don't try and make them characters. They don't do anything or speak. I can't believe how angry you are about play school. Tell me something good about it. Put a round window through if you're that angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why didn't someone put a brick through the round window? <laughs> Was there anything good about play school? No, nah, but were we too were we too old for it by the t- by by nineteen eighty we'd have been too old for it, wouldn't we? I never remember thinking, oh, play school's on. Nah, 
Like, and then... Uh, at yes, te- play school. Yeah, fucking rubbish. And lunch times, like, because you'd have, like, 12 till 12.30. That was BBC One. You'd get Pebble Meal. But ITV, you'd get either, like... And it always seemed to be when I was off sick, you'd get, like... There'd always be like cool stuff, and I'd be like, "Oh, come on, please be Charlton and the Wheelies, please be Charlton and the Wheelies, please be Jamie and the Magic Torch." Oh, it's fucking rainbow <laughs> rubbish. It's all right if you're tripping. I weren't really on the acid at six. Crackerjack, come on after that. That was a load of wank as well, wasn't it? Was anything any good? Well, do you know what was good, and it ain't good anymore because it's all frowned upon now. But after Cracker Jack had finished, it'd be like, right, it's five thirty. Benny Hill. <laughs> no, it'd be Rolf's Cartoon Club. Yeah, and that was fucking brilliant. It was good, Rolf's. See, I, I, I didn't used to mind Take Heart either. Yeah, mm, my old man weren't the same. No, <laughs> did your old man have a problem with Mr. Bennett movie? He fucking hated Mr. Bennett. My dad used to love Take Heart, and uh, perhaps he'd had an argument with him on the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> But I do remember, like, when Mr. Bennett came on, he was like this kind of caretaker-type catastrophe, wasn't he? Yeah. And I remember my dad, I was, well, what's, what's he got him on there for? What's he on there? What's he doing? And he had a point. Yeah. It was like, because Tony Hart was like, I mean, he was fucking boring, wasn't he? No, he was just nice. He was a nice old man. Why is there nice old men on kids' TV? <laughs> Nah, they were all hung over from the fucking 60s and 70s. It was the BBC, wasn't it? They were all yeah. hung over from the 60s and 70s. Did your old man generally have a problem with neighbours in kids' TV? How was he with the Meekers? See, they spoil Rent-A-Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you need someone who's a cunt to make you enjoy the good people. No, but I, I think um, what's-his-face was a bit of a cunt, wasn't he? Maypole. Was it Maypole? What was his name? He was a, yeah. Les Claypole. No, and that and that the singer of uh... <laughs> what? Wasn't he the singer of the fucking Bay City Rollers? <laughs> I hope so. Oh, that'd be amazing, Mister Claypole. What is it? Let's no, Clay... is there Timothy Claypole? Timothy Claypole. Do you know in real real life? This is a lie. No, it's I not. Know this is a no, lie. it's not. In real life, he died of AIDS. Keep it light. Sorry, mate. Um, it's factually accurate. He was um, he was a bit creepy, wasn't he? Oh, Mister, no. I mean, he was a bit Gadzooks and Old Bodkins, wasn't he? But no, he was all right. Here's what are you googling? Les Claypool. Uh, Les Claypool uh, is an American musician. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is he <laughs> singing Primus? <laughs> <laughs> Of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he won't. Uh... You reminded me of Alan Park saying Dr. Hook isn't actually a medical practitioner. <laughs> or Dr. Fox. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, they, it doesn't matter how many kids you get like laughing and shouting like, and things like Cracker Jack. You can't polish that turd. It's shit. There's nothing fun on there. It's like that's an adult's idea of what they think kids like. And I think it was like adults that didn't have kids thought they'd like this. Yeah. And like, and then you'd look at like, I'll tell you what was the biggest fucking sack of shit in World. 
what pink windmill yeah that was fucking terrible <laughs> really fucking bad it was like right let's get fucking 10 of the most irritating fucking drama school kids that literally are singing zippity doodle out of their arseholes <laughs> like going there's somebody at the door and it's like answer the fucking door one of you then yeah don't start dancing around. I'm being uh, led around by a bloke who, without that puppet, is just someone filling up people's private parts. Exactly that. Plus the other one, like, what was her name? Grot, Grot bags. bags. Horrible. Just shit. Like, there's nothing good about it. If the selling point is a puppet, which is a shit puppet, it's an angry puppet, <laughs> with a fucking geezer who's got a bit of a problem on the other end of it, it ain't for me, mate. Be angry about kids. Yeah, I think yes. <laughs> it's good event though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, You've been bottling it up for forty years, so it's good to let it all out. Speaking of uh, Alan Partridge, uh, Mini Metro come out uh, in October, nineteen ninety. Not driving a Mini Metro. I'm not driving a Mini Metro. They've rebranded it, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the other. I'm trying to think what I'm looking for. Me notes. What else I made? Notes of to discuss in this month. Have you got anything you want to? Um, Mention. Um, oh, uh, Thatcher uh, did a seminal speech. This lady's not for turning. Good old Thatcher. Hey, lovely Aye. old Thatcher. Oh. Maggie. Did you know, and I found this out from having a little fucking Google earlier on, you know she was called the Iron Lady. Mm-hmm. She had another nickname, Tina. Uh, there is no alternative. Didn't know that. So I was, oh, that got me, got me to thinking. We uh, we had a couple of mates that had good nicknames. Do you remember uh, had a mate called Dean whose nickname was Baby's Cock? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, was there any other good nicknames at your school? Uh, the best nickname ever uh, is Dinner Lady. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, there, <laughs> when uh, when when I, I had a club night in Basildon for a while, and. Uh, and this lad turned up who was, he was a nice fella, but he obviously probably had had a bit of a... He was unlucky, wasn't he? That's a great way of putting it. Like, he probably was on the wrong end of a bit of bullying growing up. And uh, and then, I can't remember what his mate's name was. His mate was a really nice dude as well. And he was like, yeah, yeah, no, like, um, no dinner lady's driving tonight. And I was like, <laughs> what? And the thing is, uh, normally a nickname is an abbreviation, isn't it? To kind of speed things along. Yeah. You know? Unless it's an horrible one. Yeah. Then it can be as long as you like. Baby's cock. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Dinner lady. And I was just like, right, okay. Why why do they call him dinner lady? Ah, because at school we hung around with the dinner ladies. And like at the time I remember thinking that was really funny, but I look back at it now and I just think, well, that's a bit tragic, isn't it? It's bleak, isn't it? Yeah. He was unlucky when he, because he had a... didn't he have an industrial accident and he cut his thumb off and they sold it on at a slight angle? <laughs> Am I right in saying that? Was that an urban myth? I don't know. Do I you remember the girl from around the chip shop, what her nickname was? No. Who'd had a termination? Oh, that's bad. That's bad. Yeah, that, that, that's... People would say that out loud all the time. People know it. You haven't got to say it. I know you want to say it. <laughs> I don't want to say it. People know what you're saying. That was really bad. Just say it. Abortion the chips. There. 
Like, he's, he's artless, but he's fucking clever. Whoever thought of that? I'm just trying to think of... James Acaster's gone on to be very successful. <laughs> <laughs> but I just can't think... I, I, I mean, I do think Dinner Lady's probably the best nickname you could ever have. There was a there was a, a, a kid of larger proportions, shall I say, in my year at school. And I remember kind of playing... We were all playing football over the field. And uh, someone's passed in the ball and he's lost control of it. And they go, oh, just control it, nimble. Like, and I thought it was like, we, was, we must be like 11 or 12. And, and this fat kid's got a nickname, Nimble. And, you know, you think, that's good. Like, you know, to, to, to have an ironic nickname at that age, he's fucking good. And I, I, I sort of went up to him and said, do you mind people calling you Nimble? And he went, I was better than the nickname I had in my last school. Everyone called me Wanker. think Nimble's still with us. Yeah, he's got a flat with dinner lady. <laughs> I'd like to think they're like men, men behaving badly. So there was a, a, a another thing I wanted to talk about, just looking back at, at music. Um, Cliff made a dent. Uh, so this would have been the third decade that, uh, that, 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 that Cliff was uh, making a, releasing records. And uh, and I think was it no fourth then, isn't it? Because fifties, sixties, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm trying to think what the track was. I think the track was "Dreaming." Um, thoughts on Cliff Richard? I don't know if you can. I don't know. If, I don't know if you can kind of go back to before the Lord's Prayer and fucking mistletoe and wine and all those fucking terrible crimes he's committed. You know, musically, yeah, obviously, yeah. the rest hasn't been proven. Yeah. But you know, and remember what he what he was like before. I mean, he was always just like he was a safe Elvis, wasn't he? Like, like without the kind of charisma and safe um, Elvis is great. That's exactly what he was. Good name for a band, that. Yeah. Yeah. He ain't got any integrity, Cliff, has he? Nah, he'll just fucking he's. Yeah, he'll just do whatever it takes. Grab this Walkman, pop on some skates, go on. Why <laughs> right. for sound, you cunt? It's a great record. <laughs> yeah. We Don't Talk Anymore is a great record. Yeah, he's a carry. Yep. Any why, others? Why don't she live there anymore? Exactly. Yeah. Was there any other hits that were good? No, I can't think of any. I grew up in a household where there was a Cliff Richard calendar on the wall. Your dad was a big fan? He was. Um, but yeah, like literally, to this day, I still get my mum a Cliff Richard calendar for Christmas every year. <laughs> Is that like that thing, though? Like, I always got me nan a teapot, and in the end, like she had 40 of them just like in a bag for charity. <laughs> <laughs> the the Cliff calendars are something to behold now. Oh, really? He's still like got his tennis whites on. And he's kind. Of, it's like little looking, brown, little brown mark on the back. It's like partridge. It's really unpleasant. Like when you you see him now, and like, and I just think, whatever producer went here, Cliff, they're down with this. Like Stock Aiken and Waterman, they got hold of him, didn't they? Well, they didn't have the art to say no, did they? Oh, that's a bad joke. <laughs> I didn't think it was too bad, actually. Um, like so, they done that. He done that tune with with um. With certain, I just don't have the heart. Yeah. Like, yeah. is that good? I can't remember. You, you lost. Okay, in one pop songs. I, I do. Yeah, it ain't in the. It ain't among their best. But what's their best? Mm, 
I don't, yeah, but see, I, 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 I like a lot of the Kylie ones, like, you know, Step Back in Time and, mm. and, um, and On Your Heart and mm. Better Devil You Know. Better Devil You Know, brilliant. Uh, Step Back in Time is my favourite. But then Rigasti ones are good as well. Mm. Sonia, single, the one, the number one. I really like that. It's, it's, better, it's better than I thought it was at the time. I tell you what, I my... don't actually fucking mind like, uh, you like some of the Jason Donovan ones. Um, I, no, I have no issue with, 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 with some of them Jason Donovan singles. And, and basically, some of them what were Motan of its moment. Yeah, but, but, it, but we're still too close to it for people to recognise that. To a degree, but I also think technology had kicked in. And I think once electronic technology kicks into production, things can date very badly. Yeah. Whereas I think Motan, because it's a traditional sound yeah. has aged really well. Yeah. Whereas I think as soon as electronic music starts coming through, like you can pretty much date it by its drum sounds and things like that. Yeah, but you, you say that, but then after kind of about the, you know, after kind of the late 90s, pop music all sounds exactly the fucking same. Like, or, you know, or, or are we old? No, no, no. But like, you know, from, from the kind of spy skills and fucking hearsay yeah. and, you know... It ain't actually that fucking different. My fu- was Stock Ake and the Mormon Hard Rod Tribe, Brother Beyond. Did they? I, I don't know. That was that was kind of like, you know, eighties pop production tries to do Motown though. That oh, wasn't it? it was it's pure Northern soul. Yeah, like it's so good that, and like, and obviously, it's a bit of a novelty record when you listen back and you think about Brother Beyond. But I always think I'd like to hear like a soul band play that. Yeah. Because I reckon, like as a song, I think he's fucking great. Yeah. I saw his cock, didn't I? Nathan. Nathan yeah. What's his second name? Nathan's cock. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Cock. Saw his yeah. Had a piss next to him at the urinals. Saw a little bit more. Yeah. Um. The harder he tried to hide it from me, the more I looked. I met him last year. Did you know whereabouts? Uh, South End on Sea at an 80s revival festival that was uh, really, really bad. Like, it was like proper shit 80s. Was it? Like, um, Brother Beyond played. Well, it wasn't. It was just Nathan to a backing track. <laughs> he still looks incredible. He's a very good-looking young man. Um but he's got a really old cock. It's like Dorian Gray. Oh, really? Yeah. Part one. Dorian Gray pubes. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, and then um, Owen Paul was uh, on the bill. That's oh, just a fucking waste of time watching him, isn't it? But he then kept going on about uh, his brother knocked about with Simple Minds or U2. It was really... It was like knowing someone's said the same thing on stage... For like twenty years, yeah, and it and it was like, and everyone was like, oh, you could tell everyone was just thinking, come on, just play favorite waste of time, you know, yeah, and, and naff off. But he didn't. He then played um lots of eighties covers. Yeah, my 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 ex bird went to see um Limal, and he did that. Just he did his couple, and then went through the hits of the eighties. But when you look back at Limal and um Owen Paul. They burnt bright, but not for very long. Yeah, but Limol burnt a little bit longer, didn't they? Like the Owen Paul, yes, of course. Like, um, and and you know, and they've seen the resurgence with Stranger Things and stuff. But Owen Paul then went 
All right, you know this one. Dum dum. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, I've fallen off the stage. And he fell off the front of the stage. And you could tell everyone was like, because it was a big drop. And like, and knowing you could tell that someone was like, he was like, I'm all right, but he's really hurt. And he was like, oh, yeah. And knowing you think, he was also thinking, oh, 300 quid for this. Fucking hell. And like, got to get through it. And it was like, he just persevered like a proper old school entertainer. And now when you think, that must have really fucking hurt. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he got through it. Some favourite waste of time and, and off he popped. Yeah, good, Not, good Just went, yeah. didn't die. <laughs> like, um, I'm trying to think who else I saw that day. The Christians. You like the Christians. I like the Christians. Yeah. Yeah. Christians played. Um, who else played? I can't even think who headlined. Was it was it like three or five star? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I went to see the Christians. Uh, was it last year or the year before? And uh, I just, I just fucking. Do you know? As as I've got older and grumpier, it's other people at gigs just fucking. I find them really depressing. Who's upset you now, Alan? <laughs> just people. There was just there was this couple in front of us trying to get the perfect selfie with Gary Christian in the background while he was singing Ideal World and then just missed the whole of the fucking song. Why was you watching them and not... Because they're right in front of me, in between me and Gary Christian. You're about nine foot. Just look over him. They're just there. Sorry, I, just as I'm saying that, I was just trying to remember, it wasn't that long ago, I went to see David Devan and I got the young thing. Yeah. yeah. Just look over him. <laughs> he was tall, though. And he did stand right in front of us. And we were standing at the very back. There was no need to shove him, though, was there? I'd had a little bit to drink. <laughs> Arena did flow. <laughs> um, right, I think we've kind of reached the end of October 1980. Good. Let's shut the fucking tape off, then, you cunt. Fuck off, Willie Fruit, with your boring firework code. Fuck off, Willie Fruit. Remembering when we were young in the 80s Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.